so cool to see some people come in with three, four thousand dollars. That's what they use on marketing. And then all of a sudden they turn that three, four thousand dollars into fifty thousand dollars three months later. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, this is episode 130 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast discussing why house flippers are coming to land investing. I'm your host, Daniel Apke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured Discord members. Today's question is from Marcus. Marcus asked, I sent out my first mailer and I'm analyzing the results. It was about 1,800 mailers and I received several purchase agreements, lots of hate calls as well. How should I start analyzing my results? I mean, 1,800 mailers, Dan, and what he got back, it seems pretty normal to me. Maybe you think see differently with it, but a couple hate calls, some purchase agreements, like that's the thing I'm looking at. Like, that's awesome. You got a few purchase agreements from 1,800 mailers. It doesn't always happen like that. It's a pretty normal amount, though. You're going to get, and then hopefully one of those deals ends up happening. Like, you're going to get yeah. about 20, 30%, 33%, 40% of your purchase agreements are going to turn into deals. Other ones are going to be thrown away for different reasons. Um, as far as analyzing results, there's nothing really to analyze. I don't, you don't want to analyze something that's not really there. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's just not enough data. We, we talk about that a lot, Ron, like 1800 mailers. There's just not that much to analyze. You're going to analyze how you priced, how you did. Um, and all that's good. It's cool that you're looking that direction, but 1800 mailers just isn't enough with that kind of response rate. Once you get 20,000, 50,000, I mean, 100,000 uh, data points, then maybe run. Yeah. I just think it's way too early. You did something right. You're getting these purchase screeners back. Keep doing what's working. Keep ripping it and sending it out. Yeah. Make some more data by sending more mail. That's, exactly. that's, that's what I would suggest. Yeah. The more data, the better. So keep ripping it out. But good question, Marcus. Let's get into today's show. Today's topic is why house flippers are coming to land flipping. And I think I wanted to uh, talk about this today because... You know, within the last few months, we've had a lot of wholesalers joining land flipping, getting their feet wet. Uh, that was a big topic. We had a podcast on that as well. But we're starting to see more and more house flippers come around. I, we're going to talk about the reasons why from what we've heard. This is us directly talking to them. A lot of them still do house flipping and starting to come in and trying to focus more on land as well. Um, so we just really wanted to show you guys some of the pros and cons of both sides. Yeah, I mean, it's been a surge of these people coming. And like I said, today we're going to focus on house flipping, why they're coming over here, um, what's going on in house flipping, I guess, that's pushing them towards different different industries, and they found us. Uh, but yeah, it's been a surge of people from wholesaling to houses, or yeah, wholesaling houses to house flipping to e-commerce people, dropshipping. All these people are like, everyone's always looking for an opportunity, and right now there's so much opportunity where we are in land. Um, but let's just get started, Dan, talking about like right now there's less, I think one of the main things with house flipping is there's less building going on. The holding costs are double, triple what they were 12 yeah. months ago for house flippers. Yeah. So if your project's being delayed, like it is going to be, it's going to be near impossible to like make money on these flips. Right. Yeah. They're just, uh, with the competitiveness of the business model right now, along with, and it depends region and area by area like if you're in austin texas nashville atlanta those type of booming markets charlotte uh, raleigh north carolina but everyone's there and yeah that's where people are trying to get like that's just the house that's what i'm saying that's yeah. what the competitiveness drives down the margins you're going to be making along with the rising interest rates holding costs especially if you're in your var variable uh flexible rates run 
where they're just changing month to month, things like that. That's where people really got burned. But it all comes down to house flippers just aren't making the same money they once were. And, you know, house flipping 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it, it was easy to get under market houses, put some money into them um, and fix it up and then sell it at a premium round. I just think the competitiveness, we're going to get into a lot of that round, but just the market's hard to penetrate. It's extremely competitive and just in general, lower profits because because of those reasons. Yeah, and I think the way house flipping works, like I think we're in this weird kind of limbo phase with interest rates going up where the house prices don't necessarily reflect what the interest rates are. And the house prices should be lower, but these people that the house flippers are reaching out to to buy their houses for cheap or whatever it is, like they're just they're still thinking the market is early 2022 and it's not in reality. So they can't get house flippers are struggling to get the deals right now, I think. Cause it's like this weird market. Like we're in between the market really going down. The interest rates should have pushed the market down more than it has. And it has, but the sellers are kind of in denial, I guess. Is that the way to put it? Yeah, I think so. I, I know you just bought a house too. And like people are trying to quote things that sold down the streets six months ago. Like it's not the reality. Um, I'm staying in Airbnb for a month and uh, he listed that up for sale for a hundred thousand more than he, bought it for last year. And I, I just don't think it's going to happen, honestly, because it's just the market has not gone up in most places in the country in the last 12 months. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, the money's one thing, Ron, there's obviously still money in house flipping. It just might be a little tighter margins than it once was, but I want to talk about the headaches because that's more importantly, mm -hmm. like, what are you doing when you're house flipping? You're not only <laughs> buying a property under market value, you're buying it under market value because it's distressed. And to get that property up to speed, up to date, to where you can sell it at a premium, um, it's going to be a lot of work. You're talking permits, contractors, uh, capital needs, whatever your capitals are, all the material that's coming in, all the headaches that come with rehabbing a house. I mean, it is a lot. Things come up that you don't realize versus, you know, and we'll get into land here soon, but versus raw land, we're not dealing with structures and our margins are better for the most part. And I'm not ripping house flipping. Ron and I have rental properties. We've done, we've done you know, we bought from wholesalers um, where we've renovated buildings around. We've done a lot of this stuff, but I'm not ripping one. We're just having conversation on some of the pros and cons of, of both models Ron. Yeah. I think this is more conversational and it's analytical. Like what we're analyzing right now is wholesalers coming here, house flippers coming here. Uh, like I said before, e-commerce drop is shipping. Like people are coming to land. And right now this episode is analyzing like, why are people coming from house flipping? So that's what we kind of did preparing for this episode. Like there are a lot more headaches when you're managing a construction crew to remodel a house uh, with, in versus what we're going to talk about with land. Like there are just headaches that are going to come up. There's going to be issues that you didn't foresee when you bought the property. That's going to cost you money. And does this happen in land? At times, yes, there's things that come up that maybe we don't sell it for as much as we thought we we're going to sell it for, uh, but it's not where I need to hire a new construction crew or a remodeling crew or someone else to do the roof or all these different things that just right. that's your job when you're flipping a house is improving the value and that's how you get your equity that's how you make money is by putting money into it in a smart way to maximize i guess the sale price yeah and we'll talk about that here soon i want to get into land flipping uh what we see on the land flipping side because like ron said we don't need to hire a new contracting crew or a new builder or whatever the situation is 
we need to drop the price a lot of times. And we've never lost money mm-hmm. on a deal at Apke Land. That's our land investment firm where we're buying and selling hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of properties a year. Um, and we've never lost money doing it because our margins are so good. But before we get into that, the pros and cons of land flipping versus house flipping, Ron, if you guys would please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really helps spread our mission of creating freedom. It helps keep this completely ad-free. So if you guys would please do us a favor and leave us a review on that podcast. Ron, let's get into the pros of land flipping and house flipping. And this is directly from our members uh, that are coming in who have left wholesale or not wholesale, who have left house flipping or continue to do house flipping, but trying to get more into land flipping. And this is us just talking to them and hearing what's going on in the business. Yeah, I mean, what I hear the most from people in our community, people outside of our community who are in land flipping is the freedom of this. Like I said before, like I'm in an Airbnb for a month uh, staying a thousand miles away from where my home state is, where I live for 12 months a year typically. Uh, And being able to do this job fully, being able to record these podcasts, being able to uh, run my business, which is our app key land business completely from here. That's the one thing that I hear constantly. And can you do that with house flipping? Like, yes, you need to be really, really on top of things. You need to have people in the city you're doing flips in who are working for you um, and helping run things, not just contractors that you're just expecting to do things, actual employees. Uh, so I, I think that is the number one thing that I constantly see is that freedom aspect, not just not really financial. I'm not talking about that at all. But the location freedom is very, very big for a lot of people. And you can make any really any business 100 percent remote if you want to. But a lot of times you need to be there at the start and get it up off the ground and going like any business around even a restaurant. The owner can be completely out of town, but it's harder. Right. Some businesses are much easier to be 100 percent online than others or 100 percent remote than others. So that's a really big one. We don't do any, we've never gone to any of our land properties really um, to evaluate or anything like never. that. We do it all remote. We use in-person realtors, uh, use our data and the comps that we can find online. And like we said, we're not really doing too much with the land. We go and get drone photos of it and some other things, Ron, really evaluate it. We have due diligence and the whole process we follow, but it's not like we're going to get quotes and meet people for quotes and roofs and all that different stuff that goes and file permits. And I know you can have employees do that for you, but starting out, this is a hundred percent remote as a business model. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I think, uh, I think there's two things that we're constant, we constantly say with land flipping. And I don't know if you guys believe us. It's whatever. I don't, I don't care that much to be a hundred percent honest, but these two things that we say constantly that are true is we have never been to one of our land flips which is 100% true, and we have never lost money on one of our land flips, which is 100% true. Uh, and if you ask house flippers that who have done 100 house deals, I guarantee, obviously, they've been to 95% of their house flips without oh, a yeah, doubt. Without a doubt. And then I'm sure they've lost money on 10%, 20% of them if they're very experienced, 10% of their house flips. I know people with flipping That's house. part of the game with house flipping. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, those are two things that we pride ourselves and it's never happened. I don't want to go to my land because I love that. I, I love the ability to do this hundred percent remote. We have people go to our land, like Daniel said, drones, all this stuff, realtors if necessary. Um, but, uh, I don't need to get in my car and go across the country, go hundred miles away, wherever it is to go walk land and see what it's like. And the only land we've ever been to Ron, wasn't a flip. It was the land that we bought through our business model that we do, and we kept for ourselves for recreational purposes in Kentucky, uh, right outside Cincinnati. But we weren't there before we bought it. We weren't. We, yeah, we bought that with 
Did we buy that without going to it? Yeah, we weren't there. No, hundred percent, we weren't there. Yeah, we bought that. Same thing. We knew we knew we had a lot of equity. We had fifty grand of equity. We were buying into. Um, like it was a no brainer. We we knew we wanted land. Worst case scenario, we sell it and make a hundred grand. Exactly. Yeah. Well, going off that, Ron, the biggest thing I see. So you see the location aspect, which is big, but the hassle. Mm. I mean, dealing in real estate with our rental properties and just understanding you know, all the things that come up with structures, which I'm 100% for structures. I'm going to continue to buy rental properties, commercial properties, things like that. But the flipping aspect, you're dealing with so many hassles. Like we talked about the contractors, the permits, the inspections, all the other things you uncover once you buy that piece of property. Um, Along with that run is the debt. The debt can be very, very expensive, which land flipping, we're utilizing deal funders and other people's money Um, because there's a ton of cash in it. You don't need to go through a traditional bank or anything to buy a piece of land. Get a good piece of land, and there are so many people that will fund that deal. So those are some of the two biggest things for me is like the upfront capital risk um, and the hassle. The hassle is the biggest one for me, Ron. I don't want to be chasing the counties and all that stuff that you have to do. Yeah, I mean, that's not fun. Like you, There might be a 100 ways Like you look at a house and like, wow, I could add an addition here. I could add a second floor. And yeah, you want to do these things, add an addition, add square footage to a house. Like that is not something you can just go back there and start building. Like that's stuff you have to run through the city, county, whoever it is. And going to the debt aspect of it, the great thing about land flipping is there's no risk really from a manager's perspective. So we call it a manager and a deal funder. If you're finding deals and you're partnering with people, the risk is on the person who's putting up the money. If you have a bank relationship and you're flipping a house and you have bank debt or something like that, the risk is going to be on you. They're not stopping at that property. They're, usually there's going to be something beyond that property, your personal assets um, that are being held or something like that, where if something goes wrong, the bank has X. Uh, so the debt not only is more expensive or I guess longer term, the debt is a lot riskier. I agree. And along with that, the other thing that I noticed um, the scalability of it for land investing, land flipping. Mm-hmm. It's extremely scalable because when we're comparing it to uh, something like house flipping, because of the less hassle, I think, Ron, less operational stress, right? We don't need to be hiring multiple crews of contractors, Ron. We don't need to be going from you know contractor or site to site and doing all of that and evaluating this and getting inspection here. It just isn't that stressful on your operations there is still a lot of operations a lot of things that we do run but we're not talking about putting infrastructure changing infrastructure and completely rehabbing house that's a whole whole nother level of operations and then on top of that run you have quality control we're not touching the land quality control like quality of rehabs is one of the biggest things that would drive make them money and that's one of the hardest things to also manage so that's a big big part of that business as well getting contractors that do quality work and you can trust yep like just thinking about it from like how long it would take for a brand new land investor who's all in to get to 10 deals a month. Uh, I mean, if you're all in, maybe six, eight months is a realistic thing. If like, if you're actually a full-time job, like full-time job, six, eight months, something like that, and you're doing 10 deals a month, making 15, $20,000 a deal, Mm -hmm. house flipping, like getting to 10 flips a month is, I, I don't know. Like it is a so, lot. It's gonna take years. Not maybe you could do it in that time frame, but you need to you have need someone unbelievable people behind you. You need you good can't GCs. Do it you need yeah. really good GCs, really good managers, um, people, project managers overlooking. You need good, good systems to do ten deals in land. 
um, which were averaging $23,000 of profit, by the way, per deal. These, yes, they're probably smaller numbers than a lot of them, but we're buying for 20, selling for 50, buying for 50, selling for 110, um, buying for 110, selling for 220 without really any work besides acquiring the property. So it's just different levels. I think the scalability uh, is one of the ma major, major benefits of land flipping around. You, you can stack money really, really fast with land if you know what you're doing, if you go all in. Um, trying to think, is there anything else on that aspect, Daniel? I guess kind of getting into I mean, a summary of what we kind of talked about. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the less upfront capital that you need with land. We're not using our own money. Yes, you can say the same thing with structures, Ron. You don't need any money, but you can find money with $0 down and all that. But that's hard to do um, with $0 down. You usually need some skin in the game unless you're extremely tenured. Like land... From day one, someone with zero experience coming in needs zero dollars down. Like they're the deal funders. It's not like you're getting a traditional loan. You're not putting your house on it. You're not attaching your social security. Ron and I say we're your guys' as deal funders. We're looking at this deal. We're evaluating the risk, and then we're proposing an offer to you. We're not asking for your social security card, right? We're gonna get the name in our. We're gonna get the deed in our name usually to mitigate the risk, and then we're gonna wire you the money when it's sold. Um, when you guys sell it, like the money's probably gonna come to us. And then we're going to transfer the split. And it's a really, really, really big win-win situation. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, like what what the the possibilities with land with as little as some people start with, like it's insane. And it's so cool to see some people come in with three, four thousand dollars. That's what they use on marketing. And then all of a sudden they turn that three, four thousand dollars into fifty thousand dollars three months later, two hundred thousand dollars twelve months later, because they were fully committed. Um is that possible in house flipping? Like, yeah, there are people grinding out there in house flipping, getting bank loans, going in there with a hammer and nails and rehabbing these houses themselves and making a ton of money. Uh, it's just different, I guess, Dan. Um, I'm, I, we're, we probably sound really biased saying this uh, or talking about this topic, but I, it's just the reality. We've done both of them um, and kind of see the differences. Yeah, and, you know, things change over time. House flipping is always going to be there. They're providing value. Um, there is money to be made at the top. It's like anything, like most of these business models work. It's just some are much better, much more profitable, much simpler than others, but they're going to be around. House flipping is going to be around. It's just right now it's extremely competitive and it's just a lot of hassle. It's a lot of headaches for the return that people are seeing out there. Yeah, I agree. I don't have much more to add. Do you have anything else? No, that's it, guys. Well, as always, thank you for joining. If you guys have not, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really helps our business grow. It helps us spread our mission helps us keep this completely ad-free. Thank you guys for joining. We'll see you next episode. Thanks, everyone.